You are now entering the Brightness. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Jason T. Gaffney, how you doing this week, sir? I'm alive, which in a pandemic is great. <laughs> That's true. That so reminded me of the best response I've ever heard to how are you doing, which was I had this professor in college, and she looked like a witch, and she had the best mind I've ever known. She was amazing. And uh, one day she was she was walking down the street and she had just like it felt like scrolls. It feels like she had scrolls, but I'm sure it was books and papers and stuff. Sure. And um, so she's walking down and there are just scrolls everywhere, like flying out of everything. And um, I said, Laura, how are you? And she thought for a second, like you did, and said, well, I'm ambulatory. So she was having a day. Yeah, so I thought, you know, sometimes the best we can be is ambulatory. And you know what? Today we are both alive in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know, sometimes it's hard to remember that it's we're fortunate to be alive in the middle of a pandemic. You know, I keep coming back to the, the fact that we did, uh, was it two episodes? Potentially two episodes on the Black Plague. Mm-hmm. And I remember that at that time I was making fun of some of the stupid things that people did thinking there's no way we're that stupid. And now I look around and go, oh, we've not changed. No, we haven't changed much. We were in the 1600s. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a shame. That's too bad. Um, but, well, we don't have to wear those masks anymore, those terrifying... Oh, no, sorry. We Except now we all have to wear masks. Yeah, back yeah. in the plague, that's the change that has happened. It was the doctors wearing terrifying masks that were mostly designed to just keep the smell out. And now we're all wearing masks that keep the, vac- the virus out. So yeah. there's been no change in human behavior, I feel. Correct. That's a but I feel like that's a great segue into our bright spot. Uh, probably, actually, because you, you don't even know what our bright spot is. But here we go. Actually, it is an effect of the pandemic. I don't know. It kind of is a perfect transition into the bright spot. The bright spot this week. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Okay. According to the Association of American Medical Colleges, or AAMC, medical school applications are up 18% this year over last year. Hey. Yeah, and it's called the Fauci effect. People are looking at everything that's going on in the world, recognizing the importance of medical personnel and doctors and nurses and all medical personnel, and applying to med school to help the situation. I mean, this will definitely help in about eight years, but it's, <laughs> it's just, a, I think it's a testament to the actual, you know, human spirit. They made the reference to, or they made a, um, in the article I read on NPR, they made a reference to how military enlistment jumped significantly after September 11th. Sure. And I think it's the same kind of impulse. You see this thing that impacts the whole world. And you see, you say, you ask yourself, how can I make a difference? And instead of joining the military, people are joining the uh, ranks of doctors and nurses and other medical personnel. And I think that that's a beautiful thing, should be celebrated. And that's our bright spot this week. 
Yeah, I want to give a shout out to my sister, uh, Melanie, because she is becoming a nurse. You're kidding. Yeah, she's been doing that. So I want to say she started before the pandemic, but it was only just before. It was only recently. So, but she is one of those people. That's awesome. She's she's among the people who have recently joined the medical ranks, right? Yep. Or are aiming to do that. And I think that that's such a nice impulse, you know, where, where people can say, something is horrible and how can I help? Yeah. That's the essence of what that is, you know? So I think it's wonderful. And that's the bright spot. I love that. Now, you have what you said to me was going to be a fun episode. So it better be. I don't know what to say. You know, do your best. <laughs> Because I'm sure that our listeners are not expecting gold at all. We have people counting on us, Jason. All right. Because this is what we did, actually. That impulse to look at a horrible situation and try to make it better. It's hard to tell, I know. But that's why we made this show. <laughs> that is why we made this show. <laughs> we saw the Trump administration and the shit that was going on and the tragedies all around us. And we thought... You know, there must be something good here. And let's try to create something. Exactly. Yeah, so let's try to do that. <laughs> All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Gas. Oh, I'm sorry. You heard that? Aquatic mammal. I want it to be a manatee, like really bad. Explosion. Oh, shit. Now I'm picturing the manatee exploding. That was, that was problematic. I don't care what this is. All right, you put a very bad image in my head. That was mean of you. <laughs> That's right. The infamous Oregon exploding whale. <gasps> I've heard of this a little bit. Oh, yep. God, this is fucking great. Okay, have you seen The Boys? Uh, no, that's the Amazon show, right? Yeah, and they explode a whale in that too. Uh, but, you know, so watch it. It's great. That's so weird that that's like... Well, cool. Well, I'll watch The Boys. Yeah, they explode point. a whale. <laughs> <laughs> watch it sometime you know when you're in the mood when your palate is cleansed from whatever we're going to talk about today then watch that i mean i've watched a whale explode because i've watched this event wait you saw there's video of this yes there's video of this oh my god jason thank you the things you put yourself through for this show <laughs> in 1970 okay on november 9th to be precise okay a sperm whale would wash up onto the beach at uh, florence oregon what kind of whale Sperm whale. What kind? A sperm whale. I just wanted you to say sperm a lot. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, please have heard of a sperm whale because, like, that's the number one whale. Number one whale according to who? What list is ranking whales according to their spermness or not or whatever? I'm ranking whales. Okay, well, of course, a, a Jason T. Gaffney ranked list of whales is definitely going to be topped by the sperm whale, sure. It goes sperm, then like beluga, then blue, and then killer. <laughs> I love it. That's good. See, that's a very, that's a comprehensive list. Yeah, that's it. Those are all the whales. There's I not would go sperm, more. then humpback. Oh, yeah, humpback. Sure. Well, fuck the humpbacks. They're, They're happy to do so. Yeah. <laughs> so the whale that uh, washed up on the beach was guesstimated to be about eight tons or about 16,000 pounds heavy. Jeez. Big boy or girl. I'm yeah. not sure if it was male or female, oh, okay. but it was a big whale. No one, no one bothered to check. How do you even? I don't know. I feel like the male whale has a giant penis on it. 
I feel like that would make them way less you know, like sleek in the water, don't you think? Drag. That would create a lot of drag. I feel like they can tuck it or something. We are not, you know, are the whales drag queens? Where they're not <laughs> No, they're like anti drag queens. The the enemy of a whale is drag. You will never find a whale on RuPaul's drag race. I don't know about that. I mean, they breathe air, but they also want to be surrounded by water all the time. It's hard to do the challenges when you're surrounded by water all the time. Yeah, but they do take photos in the water sometimes. That's fun. Sometimes, sure. You can put a human in water sometimes, but it's very much harder to put a whale in air all the time. (laughs) You don't know my life. I got a list. (laughs) How is this your life? Please let this not be your life. (laughs) (laughs) If you were a whale, though, you'd be a sperm whale. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm not sure if you're familiar with what happens to animals after death. Well, I know all dogs go to heaven. I don't know about other ones because they didn't make movies about that. Decomposition. Oh, God. Okay. And there are five stages of decomposition. I was being cute. You went with the rotting corpse direction. All right. All right. Apparently, there's one stage of decomposition for every stage of grief. So. Okay. So, like bargaining is early putrefaction all right that's that's not a phrase okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm about to teach you the five stages of decomposition do not cloud the minds of our students okay with your lies my lies you said they (laughs) they were equitable you said you said that (laughs) my lies so Bargaining, or I guess it's denial is first. Isn't denial first? No. Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow, that joke went right over my head. I'm in the water. Everything goes over my head. I'll I, I'll take it back. I'll do anything you want, and I'll take it back if you just... <laughs> so the first decomposition stage is called fresh. Oh, sure. It's early in the... Yeah, that makes sense. So it's when the body starts to cool down to reach the temperature of the outside world. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's when rigor, mortis, and other fun things start. And who doesn't love fresh fish? You know, I want to get my hands on some fresh whale. Mm. No. Nobody Mm. wants fresh whale. I don't know. I bet it'd be good to cook with. The next stage often happened to me in life, and it's called bloat. We're all dealing with a little bit of stage two uh, putrefaction, yes. (laughs) Quote from Wiki, quote, The bloat stage provides the first clear visual sign that microbial proliferation is underway. In this stage, anaerobic metabolism takes place, leading to the accumulation of gases such as hydrogen sulfide, carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrogen. Okay, these sound like... I just, I'm just, whoop, I'm, I'm, I'm looking ahead. They sound flammable. Go ahead. The gases make the body look bloated. Okay. Hence why they call it bloat. And the gases also attempt to escape by any means able, and they'll mm. exit the body through any or all orifice, orify. Orifices? What do you say? Orify? I think orifices. I'm not sure. Orifices. But it's a good thing that the uh, whale has a blowhole right there. Yeah, blowhole, anus, mouth, eyes, ears. That's where the gases want to leave. Nose. Sure. Everything that you have a sense with basically can expel putrefied gas from your body when you die. Yeah. So welcome to the bright side. So during this time, maggots will start their feast and the body will eventually rupture 
and the gases will force a hole in the body. Okay. What stage and is if you, that? This is all bloat. Wow. That bloat's got a lot going on. And bad smells come from this. Okay. Then stage three is active decay. Oh. <laughs> that's when that's when all those maggots start playing squash. <laughs> <laughs> They move to 55 and up retirement villages and they go to dances and they have lessons and do water exactly. aerobics. So active decay is when all the liquid leaves and all the bugs feast. <sighs> More bad smells. <sighs> I'm trying to keep this light, but wow. Then we have advanced decay. Ooh, fantastic. <laughs> the this wise is... old sage maggots. Well, this is the best part. This is when the bugs say thank you for the meal and they head out. Oh, that so advanced decay is when they're like done eating and they just leave. Yeah, they don't pay oh. for anything either. The body also starts to become like dirt. Oh, so these wise old maggots are like you know Americans. There's nothing <laughs> more we can use here, so let's peace out. We have seized everything from this body, mm-hmm. and there's no no use to us anymore. There's so let's no go. There's no resources here anymore. It's time to go. We're now going to Phoenix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the uh, final stage is called dry slash remains. Oh, that's, that's, after all that, it feels like that's a good goal, you know? Like that's the best that could happen. <laughs> this is basically when the bones are all that's left. Yeah. It's like leave me alone, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a relief if you're the dead thing. As you can guess, any dead animal smells bad, right? Except for the dogs, who all go to heaven. But when you have a 16,000-pound whale on a beach, it's going to smell really bad for quite a distance. And quite a long time, I imagine. Correct. Oh, yoy. Okay. So, okay, so the whale's on the beach, right, in Florence, Oregon, and everyone's like, um, how do we handle this whale? Right. You can't... Put a tractor in there. That is that that is a problem. A gigantic beached whale has put itself in the middle of your like picturesque fucking Oregon town, okay? And then you have to deal with this rotting giant corpse <laughs> on your picturesque oceanfront, okay? So at this time the beaches happen to be controlled by the highway division in Oregon. So have you been to Oregon much? I've been to Portland to go to a wonderful wedding for okay. some friends. It's beautiful. There are parts of the Oregon um coast that you can actually drive on. Like at low tide. Like with a road? Yeah. Well at high tide, no, it's it's the sand, but it's so well packed that you can drive on it when it's low tide and wet. But at high tide it's covered. But it's it's considered roadway. Which is just to say that I don't, I'm not surprised to hear that a beach is controlled by the highway department in Oregon because there are parts of the beach that are the highway in Oregon. Well, the Oregon's highway division. a fucking division. weird place, okay, is what I'm saying. It's weird. Sasquatch is up there. What do you want? The, the highway division had no clue what to do with a dead whale. No, and it's obstructing their goddamn highway. <laughs> They're like, we know about cars. <laughs> I could blow the hell up out of a car. I know how to do that. Wait, Fred, you could tow a car. <laughs> God Fred's damn like, it, Fred. How many fucking up. cars are you exploding? I don't know. I want to blow it up. We got to find Fred a desk job. <laughs> Fred is a public endangerment. 
We can't fire him. The union won't have it, but no, he he's has not the, fit for the field. The equivalent of tenure is. <laughs> he has that. So the highway division's like, hey, U.S. Navy. <laughs> this what? came from the sea. We feel like it's your job. <laughs> it was probably driven there by sonar experiments. So yeah, let them do it. Well, the best thing is the U.S. Navy's like, it's on land, so it's not our deal. Um, <sighs> and they're like, but what you should use is dynamite. Oh, so they get that jewel of advice from the Navy. Thanks. Yeah, Navy being so wonderful with fucking dynamite. So, basically, <laughs> the idea... You can't use dynamite at sea. Okay, that's bad advice. The idea would basically blow the whale up, and the tiny pieces of whale that's left will be eaten by the birds and other things, right? Oh, God. Yes. I mean, I see the logic, sure. Enter George Thornton. I need to see a picture first. I don't think I saw a picture of him. I saw a video clip of him. He looked very 70s. It was a lot. We could do a non, I guess, a glory hole situation. Sure. <laughs> well, George entered. Imagination. No. <laughs> he entered. <laughs> George entered who? Entered what? He didn't enter anywhere. He's entering the scene. Oh, okay. I'm the scene. It's a French scene. Someone enters. It's a new scene. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> I love the four people who know what a French scene is. You're my people. I see you. <laughs> so George, George Thornton shows up, and he would become the engineer in charge of figuring out how to blow up this whale. Okay. That is your job now, George. Best of luck to you. So they scheduled the event for November 12th at 3.45 p.m. I gotta know. Was this assigned to him, or did he volunteer? Like, Because there is two... Very different types of people <laughs> there. We so I would be the I have to blow up a whale type of person. <laughs> I need that for my life. He was not supposed to do this. No, it's against God's law, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you mean. He was told by his superiors to do it, and his superiors conveniently went hunting that week. They're like, it's all you. Bye. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, this was a long-standing uh, hunting expedition. Uh, sorry, I mean, uh, it can't be sidetracked by... Uh, look, we booked uh, uh, we booked a guide, all right? Uh, we gotta go. I can't deal with already dead things. I have to kill them. That's right. Uh, if I'm gonna handle and clean up a dead animal, I want to have killed it. Yeah, I think uh, the uh, job for cleaning this up is uh, belongs to the guy who shot it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just put it on the hood of your car and take it home. <laughs> what do you mean, George? You can't fit a whale on your car. Not with that attitude. <laughs> Don't you drive a tank? I drive a tank. Men drive tanks. George, be more like George of the Jungle, all right? I want a can-do attitude with you swinging by a vine when you deal with the whale. <laughs> so few vines in Oregon. <laughs> so George would be interviewed right before the explosion by Paul Lindman a 23-year-old reporter for KATU-TV, a news station from Portland, Oregon. Okay. The station sent Lindman down to cover the big event, and George would be quoted saying, quote, I'm confident that it'll work. The only thing is we're not sure just exactly how much explosives it'll take to disintegrate this thing, <laughs> so the scavengers, seagulls, and crabs and whatnot can clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a wonderful American attitude. I'm absolutely certain it will work, and I have no idea of how to do it. 
<laughs> so he would opt for one half short ton or about 20 cases of dynamite, which a local military vet would find out about and would then go to George and say, like, that's too much. You're using too much dynamite. Too much. Too much dynamite. Okay. Well, sure. Maybe they were also trying. Oregon is also the place where Crater Lake is. Maybe they were trying to compete with Crater Lake. At the beach? What are they? Crater Cove? Yeah, Crater Cove. I like it. <laughs> it's like Cabot Cove, except instead of Jessica Fletcher, it's a beached whale that solved no mysteries. <laughs> yeah, there's no mystery to how it got here. <laughs> <laughs> so the military vet basically told George, you only need about 20 sticks. Oh, and George listened to the, the, well, you're grizzled. Sure. George was like, I don't know. Maybe I should just use the 20 cases. So I'm going to do that. Uh, no, uh, no, you don't need to do that. Uh, it's too much. You, uh, what you got to do is give 19 of them cases to me. And uh, you take the 20 sticks and then I'll be up in the woods doing whatever I want with dynamite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> so they set it up and basically get the dynamite under the whale and at the whale, right? And they're ready to go. Okay. Quote from the Washington Post, quote, The engineers intended for the eight-ton carcass to be thrown into the ocean in pieces. Instead, chunks of flesh flew towards the beachside town and fell from the sky, crushing a car a quarter mile away and raining down on a crowd who had gathered to watch the pyrotechnics. <laughs> <laughs> crushing a car like mrs johnson did not intend on her car being crushed by half of a whale when she went in to buy lovely stationery today so um, at first when the explosion went off all the spectators were cheering for the show until and then they continued screaming when they realized that the rotting whale pieces were now falling all over them. Oh, my God. It reminds me of when the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man gets exploded in Ghostbusters. And everyone is like, woohoo, and then covered in that shit. It's exactly like that. So the first time Matt took me to Disneyland, California, we went to California Adventure. Mm -hmm. And we went and watched, um, is it called Illumination? No, it's uh, what's the World of Color? World of the, Color, the yeah. World of Color. And Matt said, we don't want to be, I was like, we should try to get up front. Matt's like, no, 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 no. You don't go up front. You don't go up front. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, it's going to be really cold at night. And you just don't go up front. And I was like, okay. And he's like, just trust me. We get there, we're back far, we're far back, but in a good sight line. Yeah. And the water starts and then the wind hits and then suddenly we hear screams from the front because <laughs> they're all getting drenched. Sure. And that goes, that's why you don't go up front. And this, this reminds me of wow. that. Like everyone cheering because the show's starting and then suddenly it's just like, ah, what? Oh, God, it must've been so dramatic. It was, it was wonderful. Oh. So. Except for this world of putrid flesh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's also narrated by Neil Patrick Harris, this was, but whatever. <laughs> it's a little known fact. So bits of blubber and blood was basically soaking people <laughs> and sticking to them in their clothing. Okay. Uh, that was the plan all along. The spectators <laughs> will take the whale home with them. So, you know, the smelly thing they tried to remove was basically all over them now. Yeah. They're covered yeah. in it. And the crabs were like, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. So thankfully... No human would be crushed by whale parts, just uh, just a car. Just a car, and it was a gremlin. It was a Dodge Gremlin, so who cares? 
So, quote from Wiki, quote, The explosives expert's brand new automobile purchased during a get a whale of a deal promotion in a nearby city was flattened by a chunk of falling blubber. He got a whale of a deal all right. Yes, I love it. It's just like the karma of that, of like the the guy who helped explode it is the one whose car. It wasn't George. It was the other guy, but like. Uh Uh-huh amazing good god that's amazing but the problem was that that was a ford pinto and then it exploded (laughs) itself and sent car parts all over town (laughs) killing everyone yeah it was everyone died is this the story (laughs) of how everyone in oregon died because of one whale george would tell another reporter later that day after the explosion quote it went just exactly right (laughs) except (laughs) this guy is so american okay (laughs) Except the blast funneled a hole in the sand under the whale. The problem was not how much dynamite we used. The problem (laughs) was which side of the sand the whale was on. Now, if the whale could have been under the sand, no problem. (laughs) I like the idea, by the way, of the military vet being like, I told you so, bitch. I mean, well, wouldn't more dynamite have been better? It feels like large pieces were blown away, right? So if you had more dynamite, wouldn't they have been smaller pieces? Or just more damage? (laughs) I think it would have just been propelled further. It would have landed on buildings instead of cars. Well, all right, maybe. I don't know. Time will tell. You know, there's only one way to find out. To blow up another whale with more dynamite? (laughs) (laughs) I think next time we should use like a, you know, like a bomber plane. Just shoot bombs at it from the sky. Absolutely. Let's bomb an American town. Yes. I feel like we've done that. I feel like America's done that, and I no, don't remember. you're thinking of the movie Outbreak. <laughs> no. I think there was, oh, no, there was an experience. That's for a different story, a different, oh, a different episode. Fun. Yes, you get to find out. You get to learn so many wonderful aspects of history, researching <laughs> things for this. There are certain elements of history that I've learned over the years where I'm like, well, is this an episode that we can make funny or is this just <laughs> not acceptable no it's just um, horrible yeah so all right i'm sure you're wondering what happened to george after such a moderate success um i am very much wondering what happened to george yes a few months later george would be promoted to of a new course. position of course and uh he would work in this new position until he retired okay yeah absolutely you fucked up on a grand scale congratulations american here's your promotion American well, man. congratulations, straight white man. You yeah. fail upwards. Yes, you do. And and out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also sure you're wondering what happened to Lindman, the young scrappy reporter who uh, would be investigating this. I wasn't. But now that you bring it up, yes, I am. So Lindman would become known as the whale reporter. And uh, to this day, people will ask him about it. He'll be in a Starbucks and people will be like, you're the whale guy. From this one story haunted him for the rest of his journalistic career. Yes. And he actually would write a book about it so that he could then cover other stories and not be only the whale guy. The book is called, there's other shit going on. You guys, (laughs) he's like, I've covered more than the whale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the whale covered an entire town. (laughs) (laughs) So Lindman would later do a follow-up 
on the story and would reach out to George in the mid-1990s, I think. Sure. And ask him about how things were going with his promotion and hey, stuff. George, and George, how's, how's everything going? You, uh, you, you still get nightmares like I do? Uh, do you still... <laughs> <laughs> Do you still hear the screams of an you, entire town? Can you smell nothing but that dead whale now every time you order <laughs> a coffee? <laughs> so George would say that he was good, although he was annoyed by the fact that the hostile media made it look like it was a failure. <laughs> God, this guy gets more. He's he's retired. He is absolutely a Trump supporter. Absolutely. Yes, no absolutely. question. No question. Uh, liberal by, media. By the way, after the whale was exploded, they were like ready for the crabs and birds to eat it, except mm -hmm. no birds or crabs came. And they were like, oh, I guess the explosion was too loud and scared them all away. Terrified by the explosion that was meant to bring <laughs> them here together. Oh, God. They should have yeah. set it on fire. The town would name a riverfront park Exploding Whale Memorial Park in <laughs> honor of their lesson. <laughs> hey, that's great. I want to go there. Um, and people have learned actually that if you can, the best thing to do is to bury or burn whales. Hey, I told you. They will, they'll try to bury it first if they can. They will always poke a hole in the whale to prevent a rupture from ah. happening. Oh, so I see. So did the, probably the internal gases that were building up in the whale contributed to the explosion, right? I think so, but I wasn't able to find that out fully, but it mm. definitely was not like... It was bad. The, yeah. the explosion is – I watched the explosion. It was like someone dropped a Moab on the fucking <laughs> whale. Like it was stupid. What's a Moab? It, a Moab's like the second – it's like the second largest bomb next to the at atomic bomb. Got it. Got it. I didn't know that. I think that's what a Moab is. I don't know. I don't know Ooh. explosives because I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do a bunker buster on this thing. <laughs> You've heard of Mythbusters. Welcome to Bunker Busters. <laughs> oh my God. You know what's sad? There's a viewership for a show that just goes around exploding whales. There is. That exists. Oh, sure. It's Whale Week, everyone. <laughs> it's like the opposite of Shark Week. We're going to fucking kill whales all week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Well, what is the bright side? Oh, dead whales. <laughs> First, first, people have learned from this experience how to blow up a whale properly. They still do blow up some whales, but they oh. do it correctly now. How is what's the proper way to blow up a whale? Not with fucking half a ton of dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty sticks of dynamite isn't half a ton. Oh wait. So what did they use? The the full amount or the twenty sticks? They used the they used the twenty crates, not oh, twenty sticks. Oh, I completely misunderstood that. I thought they listened to the veteran guy because he was grizzled and wise, but no, no. they used the full amount. You know, you just made up that story so you could feel better about this. Okay, sure. That's fine. So they did <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um so they used the big Okay, that's why in my that's why more dynamite wouldn't have been better. We know this. Yeah, when you okay. said more, okay. I was like, okay, That's I guess why we can... I asked that. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. I love that the whole episode we had a misunderstanding, but we well, got I'm, through it. I'm going to leave this in because it's clarifying, you know, for yeah. me. For me. <laughs> Another bright side is nobody died. Well, I think you're forgetting the whale. <laughs> no, no human lives oh, were lost. Fine, good. Okay. 
the town also has a moment in history that they're humorously proud of. Like they named sure. a fucking park after it. And also George got promoted, which I don't know if that's a bright side, but Lindman <laughs> became a star reporter after this. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing so, but bright sides to this. If you forget about the whale and how it both died and then was was incredibly uh, humiliated in death, uh, if you forget about the whale, <laughs> it's nothing but bright sides. Oh, except I for have, that car owner. <laughs> yeah, the, and all the trauma that everyone experienced. Yeah, sure. But now it's a YouTube video that you yourselves can watch in the peace of your own home. Yeah. One more quote from Wikipedia, quote, currently Oregon State Parks Department policy is to bury whale carcasses where they land. If the sand is not deep enough, they are relocated to another beach to be buried. Well, isn't that the whole problem in the first place? They couldn't move it? What if the sand's not deep enough and you can't move it, Oregon? This was not a we can't move it situation. This was a, like, if we put it out in the water, it's just going to come back. Like, they didn't know to bury it back then. They could have moved it. And chose instead to blow it up. Yes. I love these people. I love these people. <laughs> love them. So, I mean, education is science. It's, it's the science of, you know, propulsion or something. <laughs> let's, let's put a bunch of explosives next to flammable gases and see what happens. I have a theory, but we'll never know unless. <laughs> <laughs> unless we do it. <laughs> and let's definitely gather the public to watch. For sure. That's the part that kills me. It's like there's moments in history where the public gathers to watch. And I'm always like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Like the first battle in the Civil War. What did you think was going to happen? Just like five guys were going to die and the rest would be fine. Like we thought somebody would win and somebody would lose and then the, the war would be over. Yeah. Like I still remember reading about that in elementary school and reading that like all these people pulled up in their carriages and set up picnics and they're, they're, they're eating their food and then the battle starts and the bullets start flying towards the civilians and they start freaking out and running away. And it's like, yeah, you're in a war zone. Oh, man. If this, like, I, never, I never read about that. In, yeah. <laughs> well, I, was, I, went to, I went to high school in Texas, so most of what we learned about the Civil War... <laughs> I don't think it's repeatable. <laughs> Did they call it the War of Northern Aggression? Well, let me just tell you, we lost. <laughs> oh, man, Texas. Oh, Texas. There have been some really good things coming out of Texas lately, but there's also been some really stupid things coming out of Texas lately, well, which Texas I guess is, is to be place. expected. It's a big place. A lot of stupid things, a lot of great things. Texas. That was actually... Before Don't Mess With Texas, that was the state motto. A lot of great things, a lot of stupid things. Texas. (laughs) You're going to be ambivalent here. (laughs) Look, there's just a lot of shit. It's big. (laughs) Everything's Uh, bigger in Texas, even the bullshit. (laughs) Especially the bullshit. Okay. Well, that was lovely. Thank you so much, Jason. Yeah, no, and I got to give credit to our mutual friend Carrie for this episode. Kevin and I have been playing games with people via Zoom in the pandemic, so we're all safely from home playing games. Mm -hmm. And we have a a text thread going with all the people who play games, and she sent a link about it in the thread, which I promptly then started screaming on the thread for Kevin to not look at the link. Yeah, (laughs) and I did not. I didn't. 
Yeah. I know. I'm so proud of you. Wow. That's good. Well done. I completely missed that. So thank you. Yeah. Most of I was like, in while I'm at work and like. <laughs> well, I, I, I did what I do best, which is that I think I wrote five text messages in a row to clear the screen. Well done. With the hopes that you wouldn't scroll back. I didn't. I didn't. I almost never do. <laughs> Well, good. Well, thank you, Carrie. I'll mention that to her as well. Yeah, but and we uh, thank you, Carrie. I, honestly, watch the video if you if you to. have five five seconds. It it is insane. It is just Google like exploding whale. I'm sure you'll get there, huh? And not, you just do Oregon exploding whale. Yeah, like it's the most famous. There's only one. Sure. <laughs> There's okay. only one exploding whale in Oregon. It's not <laughs> like it happens every day. <laughs> yeah, don't Google Indiana exploding whale. You won't find much. I mean, if a whale exploded in Indiana... Bigger news, sure. Much bigger news. I'm curious, how the fuck did it get there? Exactly why it's bigger news. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate this. Thanks, Carrie. And thank you, Jason. You have a wonderful week. And I will see you again next week. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrightSideKNJ, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.TheBrightSideWithKevinAndJason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look look on on the the bright bright side. side.